Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Gavin, scream as loud and as hard as you can if you're rolling. <laughs> oh my god. I wonder if you can hear that. That was so funny. Oh. <laughs> Gavin just got murdered in the pot in the room. Hello and welcome to the Sea Creative Podcast where we're like drunk or high or something, apparently, because not actually, but because I don't know. We're going crazy. How in life, bro? I, I'm uh, I'm Nick Golden. This is George. Um, How are you? Today, we're going to tell George's story a little bit. But first, I just want to say Adam Honeycutt has challenged us to the Hot Ones Challenge. Now, I am an extremely picky eater and also can't do spicy food. So, like, this is a big deal for me. This Nick. is a big deal. I'm willing to do it. I mean, every, other people also have to do it. Like, we're going to get Jacob. Like, it's going to be a big deal. Sure. Um, and we'll get ice cream and the whole works in, in case we die. But we will do it when we get our channel monetized, our YouTube channel. And the way that we need to make that happen is, A, more subscribers. We have enough, but, like, and, B, watch time. Whoa, watch time. So if you guys watch the channel enough, i.e., watch the entire YouTube video. Just uh, let it podcast. roll in the background. Just, yeah, just, like, <laughs> let it roll in the background. They, they don't know. We don't push our YouTube, like, ever I know. So, so this I'm, is our this first is like an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. If, and now I'm actually kind of worried because I just realized that you told. See, I was kind of thinking this wasn't going to happen. Um, but I just realized you just told Gavin to push our YouTube channel. So if he yeah. does a good job, we, we, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah. That's yeah, that's it's basically this is all on Gavin. Yeah. Well, Gavin, if you want to see me die. Scream uh, as loud as you can. I guess not. I didn't hear it that time. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He probably like took a sip of water. He like, had the door closed or something. Okay, okay. he's in there like ah. Okay. Anyway, like like special. His throat's gonna hurt gonna after this or something. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna abbreviated in twenty five minutes or less. Tell George's story from basically when you entered college. Spoiler alert. Not your priest. That's too much we've talked about all the band stuff i know that's yeah, yeah the band stuff we need to hit your whole like being homeless thing eventually but that's not today's topic i don't okay. think because don't you weren't so homeless either. as an adult no nah, well was it no no okay <laughs> so start with college I what did roommates. you do for college okay all right Boom. uh go go okay i had a vocal scholarship okay um so that's uh music i was a i was a singer uh, but it was a like a music. I was on a vocal scholarship. I was getting a music degree um, because at the time I was like, "Well, I'm gonna be in a band. I'm gonna be a musician. I'm gonna orchestrate music. I'll do something in the world of music." So, a music degree makes sense. Um, my dad was a musician, so I like grew up around it. Um, I was also in a band at the time, which we've talked about. So, uh, super fast version. I was in a hardcore metal band. We signed. Uh, to a European record label, toured a lot um, and toured over in Europe some. Got to a point where there was no way I was going to be able to make up for the amount of school I'd missed. And 
I mean, I just was like, well, I'm just not going to go back because I lost my scholarship. Yeah, where did you go, did you say? Shelton State. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was like a path, like Shelton State for two years and then university for two years. Like, all that was the plan, and then I would have had to literally make up for everything I missed. Plus, I, lo- I would not be able to get a scholarship. So you had to pay for it, too. Yeah, I would have had to pay for it and all Rough. that. I knew deep down I was like, I'm not going to finish anyway. I'm just, this isn't my calling. Did um, you know from the beginning or? No, I mean, I I went into it with like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a music person or whatever, but Jesus, that's Christy. No, it's Jamie, actually. Jamie. Jamie Ham. All right. Um, so uh, we, that all happened. And then I, uh, you know, when I came back off tour, I'd gotten married, uh, decided being in a band wasn't right for me. Came back off tour and uh, had to, you know, work um, just because I, I missed out on school. Because also, uh, Christy, you know, and I were not married for very long. And then uh, she, you know, became pregnant with uh, Ryder, our oldest. So it was like, yeah, definitely just going to have to quit school for sure now. Um, I went and got my job back at UPS. So I had worked for UPS before. I quit, went on tour. Luckily, I had a great relationship with them. I did, you know, I worked my butt off there and really, like, the drivers liked me a lot. And, you know, so it was really kind of easy to get my job back. Um, And I ended up staying at UPS for five years. So uh, I was there and uh, I was a supervisor for two of those years. Um, which was really weird because I was telling people that made way more money than me (laughs) and that were much older than me, you know, twice my age, three times my age. Like I'm trying to tell them what to do. Kind of like me when, uh, we're trying to do a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm not twice your age. Oh, did you say twice? You said way older. I said twice. I was was just trying to be mean, but but I'm like not that far from twice your age, which is crazy. That's not Dude, I'm 36. No, you're closer to you're closer to my age than you are half double. Oh, okay, okay cuz so you're 36. So I didn't I'm go to 22. college. Um okay, so wait. math isn't my thing. Okay. <laughs> wait, hold on. So Oh wait, hold on. You might be right. I know. I think Four, I am. You're 14 years older than me. Yeah, see. So uh, and double my age would be 20 uh, 44. Yeah, you're right. See, I'm closer to twice. Not that I mean I'm still eight years. I feel like twenties and thirty. If you're while you're still in your, tw- I'm still in my twenties and you're still in your thirties. We're close. It's enough. like closer. I, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Okay, so um, so worked there and then during that time I also, um, I started my first business. So my first business was uh. People say detailing cars. That's not at all what I did. Because that people think the outside, right? Like, well, or the inside too. Like oh. detail, like, but. We, I did not detail vehicles. Like, I have to clear that up. I fixed interior, like, issues, cosmetic issues, meaning if there was, like, a rip in your leather seat, I could fix it and make it look like there was no rip, and now you don't have to buy a brand-new leather seat cover that's, like, $1,000. You know what I mean? I can fix it for 200 bucks or whatever. So, like... You know, I did not detail vehicles. I fixed the inside of vehicles. Um, So I did that, and it was going really well Uh, at the time. You know, for us, I was doing UPS, and I was, you know, making 200, 250 bucks, 300 bucks a day, usually, like, on average, which, 
you know, again, at the time, and especially, like, starting out, I was like, wow, like, this isn't bad, you know, like, I can, if I can grow this, uh, things will go really well. Well, 2008 crash happened. Wait, were you working every day at that every amount day. of money? Every Dang. day, yeah, yeah, for, for a little while. Well, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, every day average about 250, 300 bucks, um, plus the UPS income, but the UPS income wasn't a ton, but we did that for insurance. It's still a lot, though. But, uh, yeah, so I was doing that, and things went well for, like, a year or so, and then 2008 crash just killed everything, um, and I, uh, all my customers started, like, closing down, like, the car dealerships, like, just shutting down, or they were like, this is an expense that we can't justify right now, because nobody's buying cars, because everyone's, like, struggling or whatever, um, so then I, uh, went on to to do life insurance. Um, So that was an interesting time in my life as well. Dude, that is so loud. Put put your phone on Do Not Disturb. If if I do it on my phone, will it work? It should. Good Lord, that's loud. Uh, How do I do it? Yeah, my ears kind of hurt after that one. Um, Focus. Do Not Disturb. Okay. Um, Sold life insurance. Yeah, how did you get into that? Okay, so... Uh, ironically, the man that just texted me two seconds ago was my boss. So that's kind of like super ironic. Wow. Um, so my, uh, a friend of mine, I mean, this is great. It's, to, it, it all ties together. This woman that was, she worked at the Hannah homes, which are the homeless shelters that we lived in when I was younger, also, like, worked for this company doing financial planning, life insurance, life insurance, stuff like that. So she had sold us life insurance when I was doing the car dealership stuff. Um, but then, you know, as things kind of got bad, I believe what happened is I called her and was like, we have to cancel our life insurance because, like, I'm losing tons of money. All these people were shutting down, whatever. And then she was like, oh, do you need a job? You would do really well selling life insurance. So that's kind of how that happened. Is this your first really salesman role? Well, I guess you sold for... Yeah, so like I sold... This is the first time you were selling like a product. Like before the, you had like a service. I was 100% commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the... Well, I mean, I was and I wasn't. You have a base, but like you... St- anyway, so I it was like it's all based on commissions for the most part. Like you're not living if you're not making sales. Um, so that was good because I was able to go and get actual real sales experience and sales training. Like I went up to, um, uh, Illinois, uh, and like went through this, all these classes of like sales training and stuff and understanding like how sales work. Um, and I learned a little bit about like life insurance and like, you know, investments and stuff like that. So that was good. Um, but, uh, I have to be delicate here. Um, I found out that what I was selling wasn't something that I felt comfortable selling. Um, you know, there there are certain products that are great and wonderful, and I'm not bad-mouthing the company or anything like that, Cert- but then there are other certain products that aren't the greatest, and those are the ones where you make most of your money. So I was like, I had this incentive to sell products that weren't the best now they weren't bad but they weren't the best product but that's how you make the money so it was like this big internal conflict of 
like, do I need to be selling people something where I'm making more money when I know I could sell them this over here and make less money, but it's best for them. So I started doing that. And of course I started making less money, you know, and it was this whole thing. Like when you're in a sales position like that, when you sell something, it's based on an annualized premium. So what that means is um, there's certain products I would get 60% of the annualized premium, meaning if they were doing $100 a month, that's $1,200 annualized. I get 60% of that $1,200. That's your commission. Mm. So like whatever, $720, $750, whatever for that one sale. Cool. Great. Awesome. If they cancel within 12 months, whatever that difference in percentage is, is taken off your next check. Oof. Oh, so you get it up front. Yeah. Oh, that's so, kinda... Because they are not locked into a contract. So they can cancel at any time. So it's on you to keep them uh, for your retention. Retain those clients for at least a year. And I'm young. I'm selling to young people that are broke. And they're canceling within two or three months. So I'm having like negative checks. Like my checks are negative money. Like you... That is the most stressful thing ever. I've got a baby. Christy, you know, works. But, like, once Ryder kind of, like, you know, we really wanted her to just be a stay-at-home mom. Like, that's where she felt called to be. And so I was like, we just got to make this work. So, anyway, quit that. Um, And you only have Ryder at this point, right? I don't know, dude. Lucy might have been around. Like, Lucy's coming. What's their age difference? Uh, Two and a half years. Yeah, so Lucy was there, too, at this point. So we had two kids. Um, So I moved on to to finally, like, dude, I had to beg. I begged these people to give me a job. It was a company called Centos. Um, And that's where all of this really starts to, like, you know, come to fruition yeah um so i emailed this dude clayton mobley who i'm still friends with shout out he's awesome he now owns or runs freaking ginormous um like multi-company company like they've got all these businesses underneath his like what he started i mean he's like a genius person um a centos or something else he left CentOS and started his own company, and they're like freaking crushing it. It's the same Birmingham. kind of thing. No, no, oh. they're like investment properties, real estate stuff. Uh. Like, yeah, like big, big, big deal stuff. Um, so anyway, like I got his contact information somehow, and I'd love to actually bring him on and talk about this. Um, at some point, uh, I might even text him and ask him if he would do a Zoom call or something. Um, that we could plug into this. It would be really funny. Um, he, dude, I emailed him, I swear, 30 times, like every day, and called him 30 times. Or so. How did you choose CentOS? Like, how did you? So, the reason I wanted to work for CentOS is because I went and looked at their website and they had a video, uh, several videos, and they talked about, like, this is what we do. We're a four day work week, we have flexible hours. You are base salary plus commission. Like, there was a lot of things. And it was similar in ways to UPS. So, because it's like you're driving a truck and all that. Like, I had, like, some experience in that in that world of things. 
and I initially wanted to be a supervisor over like the the loading of the vehicles because that's what I did at UPS. Right. I'm like, okay, instead of loading boxes, we're loading floor mats and clothes and toilet paper and uniforms. But like I understand the logistics of it. And I did really well at UPS. Um and so they uh you know, I finally get him to 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 call me back and he was like, you are the most consistent person in the world. Like, I know I annoyed him. I was like, well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to give up. Got the interview. He told me that he felt like I would be in a better position if I was not a supervisor, if I was something called an SSR, uh, that service sales representative. That's a driver, basically. A, you drive the CentOS truck. He was like, you can make more money and work less hours as a salesperson driver than this supervisor position that you're trying to get. The supervisor position, you would have to work at night, and it's five days a week. Were, and you, I was think, like, were you wanting it originally because it's also, like, consistent money? Uh, I, I was wanting it originally just because I needed a freaking job. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone's looking for work. This is during the, the economic crash of, you know, this is 2009 at this point, I think. We, uh, just a little, like, 10-second side story. We moved to Texas for a job that my mom lost. Mm. for that during that so. yeah it was awful yeah um so we uh you know i finally get in there and he's like you're gonna have to work at night and all this i was like i didn't know that you know i didn't know that that's when they loaded the trucks for the next day i thought they did it you know in the morning or whatever but um so i'm like cool like whatever i need a freaking job and then he was like but see you're used to making all this money with your old job doing the interior work and all this he's like you might be overqualified and all this and i was like dude i have two kids like don't give me that crap like i need this job like don't be sitting here bullcrapping me right like oh you're overqualified like am i getting the job or not you know what i mean like i don't have time to play I mean, we're freaking desperate, dude. I don't understand why overqualified, like people hate hiring people that are overqualified. I know. I do fully understand why. So yeah. here's why. Because if you hire someone that's overqualified, they're quickly going to lose interest and they're going to want more out of what they're doing and they're just going to quit for another higher position. I guess. But it's just very like... It does suck. It makes it like uh, it breaks my brain a little yeah. bit. Like someone that gets hired. Yeah, anyway, I, I do get it. As someone who has now hired, you know, people, I do understand it. You know, to a point. Um, so anyway, I I don't know. Like think about it like this. That's like me hiring Jacob. Like right now with his skill set to mop floors here. Like, he's way overqualified to be, that's all he does is mop the floors at the studio. Well, you also hire kind of differently, too. Like, you hired me as social media guy, but you knew that it was more like a test yeah. position. You yeah. straight up told me that, too. Now, of course, some yeah. other stuff happened. But, like, like on day one, you were like, now, this could turn into... Yeah, I knew that it was going to. Yeah, because you um, know that you can't look at the way things shoots go. You but can't essentially, just, that yeah. was a lot of Christie's idea, too. So it was like, let's bring him in, and he can do social media. And if he sucks, we were like, all right, dude, had fun for two months. Like, enjoy your life at school, you know. But you didn't suck, and it was like, okay, so now we can actually, like. Because in that sense, me being better than just a social media guy would mean that I was overqualified. Correct. But... It was a test, but it turned into a more qualified position. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so I'm like, don't give me that crap. Freaking hire me or not? Like, 
I'm begging him at this point because I've got children and a wife and a mortgage and like I like we're we're looking for pennies in the couch cushions to buy diapers. You know what I mean? Like this is not a time to joke around. Give me a job or I'm going some I'm going to find somewhere else. I just and I guess it was God. I was like I just feel like I need to go for this Cintas position as hard as I can. I don't think I really even tried for anywhere else. I was like, this is where I need to go. Now, thank God I did. So I got the job at Cintas, worked there for, for a while. Things went great. Um, you know, just, just, yeah, I don't know if this is relevant or not. Maybe it is. Um, but I worked on uh, kind of a crappy route and I was able to build it up to be one of the top routes in the country and really one of the top routes in the Southeast as far as like customer retention, people paying their bills on time, like happy customers, all that stuff. Um, and I won a trip to like Universal Studios and like they paid for like and I won like four iPads when iPads were brand new and like kept winning all these sales, you know, things and like things are going great and I'm starting to make really good money. And then they were like, well, okay. And then a tornado freaking hits our plant. <laughs> and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, this is insane. I was in a truck and then it an wasn't hour. just a tornado. It was the, tor- the, the tornado of Tuscaloosa yeah. tornado. Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, it, I was in a truck and then an hour later that truck was wrapped around the tree. Like it was nuts. Um, so we had to do, uh, we had to work up in Birmingham, um, you know, we had to go get our truck in Birmingham. So I drive from Tuscaloosa up to Birmingham at like three in the morning, get my truck around four, load it because essentially we were understaffed. We we had lost a lot of product. So a lot of the times we were loading our own trucks, uh, turn around, drive back, get down to Demopolis, which is like two-ish hours, maybe two and a half hours from Birmingham, get back down there by like before 7 a.m. for my first stop, um, run the route the whole day drive back to Birmingham, and then I could leave. So they were typically 14-hour-plus days every day uh, of, of the four-hour work. We were still yeah, yeah, our yeah. four-day work week. Um, so as you can imagine, morale really low uh, within, the, within the company. So um, these people made this video uh, with their camcorder, terrible camcorder, and they said, we made this video. We have no idea how to edit it and put it together. Now, during all of this time, I was still into music and I was trying to pursue recording bands and editing and stuff like that. Um, This is so funny now that I'm like thinking it all through again. Uh, Very much like how the podcast studio has originated and you'll you'll understand why. Um, So when I'm doing all this stuff with this music recording, bands have no money. I'm like, this sucks. This is terrible. I'm also making family videos, skateboarding videos on the side. I had done skateboarding videos my whole life just for fun. And I was like, well, I know how to do this music stuff. And we've got this kind of like okay camera that we bought to take photos. It's a DSLR. It shoots video too. I could offer as like a side thing video to some of these people that come and do music. I could just record them, film them while they're recording I know how to just make the music and the video match up in iMovie. 
I'll add that together and boom, it's like a side job, a side hustle, kind of like how the podcast studio was, how it still is, but I think it's going to turn into something bigger. That's why we're still doing it. Um, I mean, as of yesterday, it started. It's definitely, that's what I'm saying. So like, it was like a side idea to do this video stuff while I was doing bands. Um, So they come to me and I'm like, cool, I'll do it. And they said, well, we can't ask you to do this on company time. You have to be a separate vendor uh, you can be like a sole proprietor or whatever. Um, you just need to uh, to to set up as a separate vendor. Like, what what is it gonna cost us? Charge whatever you know. Charge us whatever. What do you think? And I'm just like, I just threw a number out there. I said six hundred dollars, and they said done. And I was like, oh my god, dude! Like, this took me an hour to edit. An hour and a half, I just made $600. This is crazy. That's crazy money. Yeah. Of course, I don't make $600 an hour now, he but. Makes more. <laughs> $600 an hour is pity money. Um, That's a joke. So, um, but I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and of course then too, I didn't realize it's not really $600 an hour. It's like I had to, I, yeah, anyway. So. um, You're I'm, paying for the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. like, so. I made the video. They loved it. It went well within the corporation. Like the president loved it of the company and all this. So they wanted to make another video. And I was like, cool, let me film it. I'll do it again for like $600 or $700 or something. Let me film it with my little red Nikon DSLR. And I do it and it goes even better. And they love it. And then they like, okay, let's do another video. And like I did like two or three more. And during all this, uh, they moved my route to this other route that they were like, there's so much more potential. It's in Tuscaloosa. You don't have to drive to Demopolis. It was a, it was a terrible route. It was super hard. Um, so I was making less money and working more. And so Christy just basically had the idea. She was like, you just need to quit and you need to just try this video stuff. And I thought she was insane. I fought it. I was like, you're nuts. Like, there's no way. And she's like, I have faith in you. You can do it. And, like, it was her faith that created Seed Creative, not mine. I fully fought her on that idea. Um, Thanks, Christy. Yeah, we wanted to have her on this to tell the story, but she just just won't do it. Um, we also wanted an Emmy. Or you did. Oh, yeah. We'll see. For me Where is week. Christy? There we go. Okay, so we got it in. Um, but yeah, dude, it was her, it was all her. I tell everyone that I'm like, yes, I'm the one that studies. That's cool. We're almost done. I'm the one that studies. I'm the one that makes the videos. I'm the one that does the sales, the clients, whatever. But like, she is, I don't know. It's like, she's the one behind me pushing me up the hill. Like I might be doing the work on, on the front of the hill, but she's back there. Like, keep going. You can do it. Keep going. Um, and so that is like the longer version of how seed creative actually got started. And then dude, it's like, this is story has been told a million times, but like I'd studied, I put in a six month notice at CentOS. It was like June. I think I said in January of 2014, I'm leaving. I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, we lined it up. It was like January 7th or 9th or something like that to where it was like, it was the day the kids go back to school would be my first day. Like after like uh Christmas break or whatever, that would be my, so we worked it out that way. 
CentOS was super grateful. I put in a six month notice. I trained my replacement. My numbers actually improved in those six months because I was like, I'm going to leave this route in the best shape I can. What Were you committed to the six months like after you you said it or were you the whole time like, oh. no, no, I knew. I was like, I'm. Okay. I'm I didn't know if you were like, oh. no, it was like once I made my mind up, I was like, I'm not, there's no turning back and there's no backup plan either. It's like, this is the plan. This is it. If this fails, well, I don't know. We'll figure it out as we're falling, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, put in a six-month notice and then quit, bro, and just freaking – I asked people. This is a whole other story that has not been told. Um, I put on Facebook. I was like, I have no money. I want to start a company. Can people give me $100? As many people – that believe in me as possible. Uh, can you give me a hundred bucks and I will take that money and I will buy a program called final cut pro and I will buy a DSLR, a five D Mark three, because that was like the DSLR of the time. Yeah. Um, that was like good at shooting video and photo. Um, and I'm like, just give me a hundred bucks. Like as many of you that believe in me as you can. Um, I think nine people, maybe eight or nine people gave me a hundred bucks. Um, and then one girl <clears throat> was like, Hey, I'm going to get married. I'll give you 500, which was like, Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, so I took, you know, that money I bought final cut pro and then Christie's mom actually, which was a big surprise because I always felt like a little bit of a disappointment, which I don't know why I thought that. They never treated me that way. But, like, I felt like, man, I'm not a man. I'm not taking care of her little girl the way I should be or whatever. She was like, I'll invest in you. Like, whatever you don't raise, I'll pay for the rest. So, like, she helped out with, get like, paying for the rest of the of the 5D. Um, and, and we had saved a little money as well, you know, during that six-month time. And so, um, but, yeah, dude, those people, like, I'm forever grateful I mean, they didn't have to do that. And I told them, I was like, in the future, like, it doesn't matter when uh, you gave me a hundred bucks, I will do a video for you, like for free or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't think any of them took me up on it either. And I told them like it, that freaking holds true today. Like seriously, if you're out there, yeah. do you, do you remember, like you could I probably remember, dig it up. I, I, well, one of them, just, the, a guy just texted me a few days ago and was like, Telling me like, hey, I'm so proud of you and all this, and so yeah. Comment down below if you're one of if those you're people. one of those people. You could come on the podcast if you want to. Yeah, please do. That'd be amazing. But yeah, anyway. no, like that whole. If I told you, I would give you a vi I will give you a video, and your hundred dollars will pay for it. Because like, dude, like I needed people's help. It was like a crowdfunding. I, I've never heard this story. Yeah, it was a crowdfunding campaign before. I don't know if crowdfunding was a thing or if it was. It was very, very, very small. 2014. Yeah, though well, this is 2013 when I asked. So, like, think about that because I didn't start it until 2014. By 2014, I had the camera. It's so weird lining up your life with like what I was doing at the time, like me thinking about it. Yeah, because like that's when I 20 January 2014 was eighth grade for me. That's so weird. I, I, I joined. I was in high school when. Yeah. 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 So no, dude, I was struggling and like asking people, begging people for money. Um. But yeah, dude, those people that did help, you know, like that, that was a big deal for them to just say here and look, I mean, we try to do that too. Like I, I never take that for granted and 
you know, that this isn't something like I'm not going to go into details, but anytime we we've seen a need to help with some someone like financially, I try to help. Um, you definitely do. And so, you know, and there's, there's, you know, there's photographers and videographers and people that hopefully are listening to this that, you know, would say, yeah, I'm one of them, you know, and like part, like, you know, the whole like pass it on. What, what's the word? Uh, yeah. What's the word when someone exactly gives you money to, yeah. and then you like pay it forward? Like that's what, that's where a lot of that comes from. A lot of it comes from the fact that like, I just try to be a good person but it also like there's a deeper like satisfaction I get because I was not at a place and now that we are. So it's like if someone says I just need help, you know, like I'm trying to raise money, you know, for this lens or camera and we are able to help like it, it makes me feel good. You know, like giving Gavin the T3i, the camera, like when when he first got started, like those are that's all it's like deeper rooted than Oh, here's a camera. Like there's a there because other people did that for us. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, I know that I went off on a tangent, but I've I don't think I've ever told that story. I've never publicly. heard it. I've never heard it, and I've yeah known you for I've, I've never publicly told that story. The only people that know that story are the people that probably gave me the money. I want to meet. I hope we could do. Dude, William me. Barry was one of them. Um, he messaged me the other day. I'll show you. Uh, William, thank you. You know, you're you're one of them. I mean, uh, he literally just said the other day, and and by the way, uh, you know, I've felt so stinging proud of you over the years. I know we haven't had a ton of interaction. See you build up not just your company, but your family has truly been a, jo- a joy for me. And you can see right there, you know, this is several days ago. Dang, man, I really appreciate that. You're one of the few people that believed in me in 2013. I'll never forget it. That's what I'm talking about. Like he was like, I think I saw him at Target or something, and he walked up and just handed me a hundred dollar bill. It was it was awesome. Wow. Uh, and it was like, dude, this is you know, because that's a lot of freaking money for us at the time too. Um. So anyway, the yeah, that that story is really cool, and and I I do, I'm fully committed to any of those people that did help. Like I'll I'll do a video for you. Like that still hold that'll hold true until I die. Um. And then I have to do the video. <laughs> yeah, and then Nick will do it. <laughs> or, uh, uh, wait, wait, which one of your kids is we always say it's going to be? Lucy. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy will, will film your video for you. Uh, anyway, dude, that's it. I mean, I, and I walked around downtown Tuscaloosa with a backpack and that DSLR. That we still have the backpack, so uh, I don't throw anything away. Oh, is it the power bag? Yeah. That backpack, that 2015 MacBook Pro. No, 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 no. No, you had the iMac. I had a different... When I what I started the company that even that 2015 is not it. What I started the company with was a like a 2013 MacBook Pro. Oh, I thought. And you, then I had to upgrade to that one because it totally died. I so. thought it was the one of your chunky iMacs that you had, like the older ones. Mm. That's in the Instagram. Yeah, I yeah. still have that one. No, but like I didn't put Final Cut Pro on it. I had a, I had a MacBook Pro, um, like a 2013. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, we still have the camera still have the 5d uh but the power bag is the backpack and then that macbook pro it's not here anymore we still have the 24 to 105 is the 24 to 105 b oh really <laughs> that's the that's oh. what i bought yeah um to to do it with 
But uh, do you but, know yeah. why I named it B? By the way, I mean obviously Bad. A and B it's broken. <laughs> broken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean it's old. You yeah. know, it's been used a lot. No, but. no. I I make I make fun of it a lot, but I under it's a broken lens is not a bad. Th- well. The only thing that's broken on it is the stabilization. Yeah, I mean, I mean like a lens that is beat up means it's been well used. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, it's been freaking. It's, me- used. it's meant to be. Yeah, it's like what Jared Land says about like go blow up the camera. Yeah, dude, it. we used it. Yeah, like our crap does not look brand new. It like we freaking use this stuff until it falls apart, and then we keep the pieces, and then we keep the pieces and make Other Frankenstein out tripods out of yeah. it. Um, but anyway, that, I mean, that's it. I walked around downtown Tuscaloosa knocking on doors, begging people, let me make social media videos for you for free until like, let me build a portfolio, whatever. My first paying client was a dude. Uh, I see him all the time, but I don't think he even remembers me. 150 bucks was my first paying client. Made a video for him. Uh, shot it all in full auto, full automatic. That's Cause good. I didn't even know what was up. Um, and uh, it was a video for him to get into something called a Spartan race where he goes out to California and does like all this Marine style training and racing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he got, he, he went and he actually said that they said that his uh, interview video to like get accepted or whatever was the best one and all that. So that was really cool. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, even though I was shooting on auto, 5D Mark III at the time was a killer camera. Yeah. You know, like it shallowed up the field. Still is that a was, killer stills camera. Yeah, it's a great yeah. stills camera. So um, that's the super long story. And a little nugget that most people probably didn't know about the whole $100 gift. Never, never heard of that. People, people helping me out. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal. It took a lot of uh, um, humility to ask for that. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I have no money. I'd love for y'all to help. If you could help, that'd be great. You know, please help. People did. You yeah. know, it wasn't a ton of people, but people did. So yeah. that it was, was enough. It was enough. It was enough. Yeah. And like I said, Christy's mom was a huge, huge, huge part of that. Um, you know, she she's helped out, you know, investing in, in seed like that uh, was a big deal. Um, so she pretty much was like, whatever you don't raise, I'll pay the difference. You know? So that was, that was also great because it was like, she believes in me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought she was going to get like mad that I quit CentOS and like, no, she was like, if that's what y'all want to do, then do it. You know? So that was really cool. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, is there anything else? Uh, do you have any recommendations? Like do you have a recommendation based off the story or just in general? I mean, I always I wanna I wanna come at when I recommend things to people. Here's the deal. Let me say this. I'm still that guy that's figuring this crap out. And you know that to be very true. I'm still figuring out how to do this. And I've been doing it for eight years now. And when I say do this, I mean like run a company and be successful, quote unquote, like whatever that even means. Like, I still don't know what I'm doing. Just because it, we might have gear and a podcast studio and things, like, that doesn't mean a whole lot. It just means I've been doing something for a long time. So, like, if you feel like I don't know what I'm doing, neither do I. Even right now. Like, I don't. Like, we have processes and things in place. But, I mean, like, we've figured some of that stuff out. But overall... Still figuring this junk out, and I'll say that until I die. I will never have it fully figured out. 
Um, so don't let that be a deterrent on getting started. Don't say, well, I have to wait until I know how to do it. Uh, you're never going to know how to do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many books you read. It doesn't matter how many YouTube channels you watch. It doesn't matter how many accountants you talk to. It doesn't matter how many lawyers you talk to. They're all going to tell you different things. <laughs> I have proof. Like there's going to be one accountant is going to say one thing and the other is going to say something else. Like it's all over the place. And I'm just like, all right, like I'm just kind of trusting this person and I'm trusting that person and I'm going to hire this person and it's going to work. I'm going to hire this person and it's not going to work. And I'm going to trust this person and I'm not going to trust this person. You know what I mean? It's like, it's I, the nature of our industry. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. it's just, I mean, so don't, don't be like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm not going to try. Just try anyway. There you go. I mean, I like, I love Nike's slogan, and I have said this in the podcast before. Yeah. Like, just do it. Greatest slogan in the world. Like, it's like, just do it. Just think different. No. Think think different is good, but I think just do it is better. Is your uh, company, what was it that you said? Like, people don't know what they want until That's I what tell Steve them. Jobs yeah, said. I know, I know. People don't know what they want until I tell them what they want. That was your real mindset this whole time. No, no not anyway. at all. Yeah. yeah, anyway, I, I know that was longer than we anticipated, but... I knew it was going to be. Yeah. Good. When you said 25 minutes, I was like... Yeah. Yeah, the alarm went off, and I was like, I've got so much more to say. Well, it was funny, because you almost hit the word seed creative right on the day. Oh, yeah. And I was watching time. I was like, how awesome would that be if you like, seed creative. Let me tell you this. There's other things, like, when we first started the company, it was called Seed Digital Media, and Christy hated it. She's like, that's the dumbest name. I was like, no, man, it's cool. And then, it is the dumbest name. And then... <laughs> I was like two years in or so. I was like, ah, see, digital me is a terrible name. But then there's like thing like my PayPal business account is still set up as C Digital Media. Our account, just the name. We could do a whole podcast episode about how all our accounts work. Yeah, <laughs> well, we wouldn't because we're seedmedia.com. Horrible, but like we're locked Give in. Give us a w war on the guy that has seedcreative.com. Yeah, he, he won't sell be, it to he us. He may be dead. Like honestly, we don't know. We He's we can't find responded. him anywhere. Yeah, like we even had like our friends over at The Nine, um, which like shout out to them. They do like amazing website work and stuff, and we've done some work with them. Like I even had the owner of The Nine like try to investigate and like find this person and reach out and like see if we can make a bid and like pay for the domain name. And he's just crickets. How much and, like, would you be willing to pay for it? I'd pay, I'd probably pay like, I don't know. I mean, like to some people, this isn't much, but I'd pay probably like two thousand, three thousand dollars to get it. I mean, that's a lot for a domain. Yeah, like because it's that's our freaking business name, but it's just an alias to this dude. Yeah, like I want seedcreative dot com, but it is an alias that goes to someone else, and. The alias is seedcreative.com, not I want seedcreative. No, yeah. you said it was. Sorry, like, sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah. The alias is seedcreative.com, and it just goes to this dude up in New York, and uh, we just can't get in touch with him. We the really, good news is our SEO is pretty good. Our so. SEO is strong, really strong. Yeah. Um, but again, your seed media, I'm always like, it's George at yourseedmedia.com, Y-O-U-R-S, like a seed that you put in the ground, not F. It's not feed, it's seed. Yeah, saying George at seedcreative.com would be... So much easier. Yeah. Or at seed.com. Yeah, I even looked at like sure www.seed.creative. Like there were like at a time... Space, yeah. Yeah, there were stuff like that. And it's just your like seedcreative.com is what I want. Yeah. Anyway, get us that. So also, random. Also get us to enough to do the hot ones 
challenge. Yeah. Or don't. I'm okay. No, I'm just kidding. But like, but do it. We want to push ourselves. Like, dude. Oh, all right. Here's, here's like, we've talked about goals and all this stuff. Like one of the ways that seed creative is going to actually obtain some of these goals is we want to continue making great videos. And like, that's going to always be at the forefront of what we do. But something that like Mr. Wonderful has talked about, like other people have talked about, and something that we have done very well is establish ourselves as a brand as well. So like we are seed creative and people know that brand and our brand is great video. But like we can we we have not done a good job on social media like really like i'll post instagram i'll post to my personal we just don't have time like we're just we're doing it for so many other people all the time i know yeah that it's like we're just it gets to be 5 5 30 p.m we gotta go home i know we don't have time to make a stupid video so we're trying to shift some of gavin's responsibilities to be more like social media manager style stuff the problem there, though, is because we need Gavin for so many other things. <laughs> so it's like I'm putting a little bit more on his plate, but I think he can do it. Scream scream as loud as you can if you're up for it, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can't get a talk. We can't get a talk back mic now. This is too good. This is so that's the because he's way on the other side he's of the studio like or two door, two or three and doors. Sound panels. Yeah. And he just I hope you can hear that in the recording. I don't know if you can. I have no idea. But it's hilarious oh, on this that side. Can that's the scratch audio? I yeah. bet I got it with that. That's so funny. That's dude. awesome. Is it plugged in? Yeah, because okay. I have it. Okay, I know what I'm doing. Um, oh yeah. See, I know what I'm doing. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Anyway, we I can love wrap you up all now. for listening. Make it hot ones challenge. But but <laughs> subscribe. See that we're bad at this. Subscribe like. <laughs> All that stuff. <coughs> also, I just want to say, I, I like almost dragged George in here. He did not want to do this. And yeah. I feel like you're super happy that you did. You did I did. I time. almost got emotional a few times. Oh, I know. You could tell. I wanted you to cry. I you was... never. Why, okay, hold on. We're not done. I, you never let yourself cry on camera. Is that a thing? Like, I've noticed no. this before. We've cut sometimes. And you're like, I think. You just want to be able to, like, you I want to be able to be compose. Yeah, yeah, I want to compose myself because, like, I'm also think like this is so stupid, but I'm also thinking of like the person on the other side, and like they can't like an audio listener listening to someone sniffle into the microphone is a little weird. I think it'd be like someone at night laying in bed watching this podcast is gonna yeah. just stare at you crying. I'm sure I'll cry at some point. I'm I'm I I hold my emotions in pretty good. I mean I don't cry like yeah. never basically. Yeah. So. uh I just, I don't know. I just know. I didn't that. even cry when I was throwing up from a kidney stone. That's impressive. But like I wanted to. Maybe I did. I might have cried. Yeah, well, I didn't know my eyes were watering. Chris, this is your baby. Yeah. So. My eyes were watering. I know that much. I was like, I can't see because my eyes are watering. So. Anyway. All cool. right. We're going for That real took now. a weird turn. I know. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Bye. See ya. This podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.